Hi everyone, I hope you're all well. Today we fall into conversation with Fatima Timbo, also known as Fats. Fats was born with dwarfism and in this episode she speaks on her journey, including how living with dwarfism affected her during school, friendships, relationships and much more. We hear about traumatic life events and how she overcame them. When it comes to dwarfism, acceptable terminology varies from country to country and culture to culture, and is also dependent on the person, so you should never assume. Such terms as little people, person of short stature, or person with dwarfism are considered acceptable. That being said, how about you call any person living with any condition by their name? Fats, thanks for joining us today. Before we kick off, do you want to give us a little intro into yourself? Thanks for having me. My name is Fatima Timbo, better known as Fats Timbo. I'm a model, dancer and a content creator. Before we jump into this, thank you so much. I know you're a busy lady. So jumping on this means a lot to me because I think it's really important to let people understand you know what your condition is how it's affected you and make people aware of things that maybe they're not well versed with so yeah do you want to tell us about your condition and how it's affected you I was born with a condition called dwarfism my mum found out at six months that I would either have dwarfism or down syndrome Mm -hmm. and she was given the option to abort me and fortunately she kept me and later found out that I obviously had dwarfism so dwarfism stunts your growth so I'm four feet I won't grow any taller than that and the growth speed that I was growing was very 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 slow so let's say for example in nursery all the kids would be way taller than me and I would always be wondering why am I shorter than everyone else and kids would ask me why why are you so small and I don't have the answers because I I don't know myself so it definitely did uh, affect me growing up especially in school because I was surrounded by kids that didn't understand my condition that I didn't understand and it really did upset me and affect my confidence because I was bullied a lot of the time and the bullying really took a toll on my self-confidence a lot of the time I didn't really want to go to school I didn't want to be around people because I was scared about what they would say and then you know I felt like maybe I was an embarrassment to friends you know if they brought me to a function and other people didn't if other people didn't understand my condition or ever see my condition I was like a laughing stock and it, it really did like affect me a lot of the time but I guess now I've met other people with my condition and it's helped me understand it a bit more for sure and I know that you've touched on school and that's definitely something I want to go over but did you ever speak to your mum about maybe how it was like for her as a parent having to deal with her child has this condition she's never had to deal with it before and also at what point did you not just you two but did you start to learn more about your condition yourself because it sounds like when you were in school you didn't know how to really explain um yeah so talking to my mum about it it was really difficult because there was one time I I said to her oh I don't like being bullied in school and she just bursted out crying and tears and I felt bad because like 
my mum doesn't know what to do. She doesn't have no idea. None of no one in my family has this condition. It's it's so new to her. She she doesn't know what to say. When I go home, it's my safe haven. I don't complain. I don't say this person said this to me. I don't say I don't I don't express what's gone going on. But to my dad, it's a different story because at least with him, he's a mental health ward manager. He's been he was doing that for like 20 years mm -hmm. so I would talk to him about the mental struggles that I was going through and often often cry like to him he would be like my shoulder to cry on mm -hmm. now as an adult I'm realizing he probably cried at night himself he didn't want to be upset in front of me yeah. he had to be strong in front of me so yeah like literally I, I, I'm very thankful that I had somebody that I could talk to about it so you know you were able to talk to let's say your parents about it but like at what point were you well educated with dwarfism so I started to do more research when I was older so as a teenager I started watching little people of Atlanta little people of LA Watching those sort of shows really, really, really helped me because there was someone on TV that was just like me and it was a group of women. Yeah. It was such, it was so amazing to see. Like, it was honestly so amazing to see. They have so much education about uh, how it is to be a little person. And I found so much in common with, with the women because they go through complications. There's a lot of complications with being a little person. Your bones ache, you have back pain, uh, spinal stenosis, ear infections. They're going through all of what I like go through. And it, it really did help my awareness and education towards it. There's this lady that I, I met in London. She ha She's a black little person as well. And meeting up with her did help with my education and she did do a campaign with other British little women and I'm so thankful that I was able to be a part of her clothing campaign and talking to them that one day I learned so much about my condition so I just realized that being surrounded or talking to other little people was the best education for me because growing up not being able to to meet other little people not see other little people to relate to there's no one around me that I could have related to I, let's say I had a back problem or ear infection nobody could really understand that unless you're a little person so it was it was great to actually finally meet little people later on in life yeah definitely that no that sounds amazing I think just like anything right representation matters so seeing people, whether it's about your race, your sexuality, yeah. your disability, you know, any condition you have, it means a lot to people. So I think that's really important that the representation is out there. Whilst we're on that, do you think there's any more that can be done in terms of representation? I feel like there should be more representation in the UK. In America, when I realized, I, I realized when I went to America, people weren't looking at me funny. People weren't shocked. You know, in the UK, it's, it's a whole new thing every time I step out it's, I'm a new breed of person to, 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 to people <laughs> so if there was way more representation in the UK it would make life a bit easier for a little person you know like if we had a little pe a little person UK oh my god I'll, I would want to be front and center and you better be, and you better be, because I've that seen, be you know, 
I've seen your content. I've seen a lot of the things that you do. And I feel like if that happens, you need to be on that show. 100%. Do you mind sharing any of the things that happened to you, you know, when you were in school that have affected you and that took you a while to maybe get over? So there's two incidents that stick out for me from school. There's this one time these group of boys picked, like, pulled me by the hands and legs and put me in this dustbin, like this in, this this dustbin. And literally that still kind of affects me, but not as much anymore. But yeah, they put me in this like industrial dustbin, closed it on me. And luckily one of my friends got me out, but it was just really upsetting because it was like, how can you treat somebody like that? I was crying, I was scared. Was this and they thought it was funny. Was this people from your school or, you know, yeah. people from your school? Did you, were you able to report it or? I don't remember if I reported it. There, there were so many incidents, <laughs> instances oh, no. where I reported it. And I was just the snitch of the, the whole year, you know. If the thing is, if things are happening to me, of course I'm going to say something. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I don't know if I said something because it was so often. Mm. It was like do I say anything about this or do I say anything about that? Like, is it that severe? You know, let's say it's a name call or something. I wouldn't really make a complaint or anything, but if it's like severe, there's a few boys that got excluded in my school because of severe bullying. Like they would severely bully me. There was one time there was this girl, I was dancing because in, in school, I love to dance. And yeah. a lot of people love to watch me dance. And there was this girl who was like, oh, if I knew that I would have a dwarf like Fatima, I would abort her. Somebody told me that. And that really, like, upset me. Wow. Put me into tears. It really put me into tears. So, people are disgusting. Yeah. Like, people, actually, people are disgusting. There's just levels to this. Like, I, I, I can't imagine what it would have been like for you or your parents or anyone, your friends, whoever, that you've come home and had to explain that this has happened to you. Um, and the reason mm-hmm. why I asked you this is because naturally, like we said, these things have lowered your self-confidence at the time. So what I really want to know is wh- what was the turning point for you where you was like, it's not going to happen. This is not going to happen to me anymore. I would say when the turning point for me was where was when... Um, I started modelling, to be honest with you. When I started modelling, that's when I found self-confidence because before that, even in college, I found it hard to make friends. I felt really isolated. And uni, I had some friends and that really helped my self-esteem because I I, I realised I can actually make friends, you know. In school, I did have friends, but a lot of bullies, if that makes sense. But in college, I didn't have many friends I felt really isolated a lot of the time the turning point for me was when I started modeling and I went to the casting call and for me when I presented myself and thought you know what here goes nothing and just try my best that was my turning point because I realized that I can be that representation for little mm. people I can be a model I can show off my personality you know especially when I posted the pictures from the modeling campaign I did yeah. on Instagram that's when my Instagram blew because it was like oh Fatima I didn't know you could model <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> yeah. literally I had like 
500 followers at the time and it just grew i think it grew to a thousand something in like a week because wow. people were reposting me it was so it was so new to see a little person modeling so right. that really gave me the confidence so i realized let me let me start like posting more pictures and being more active on instagram then i think when was it probably when i had like 3000 or 4000 followers on instagram the undateables contacted me mm-hmm. and when they first contacted me i was offended i was like listen i ain't undateable yeah i ain't undateable honey thank you what do you mean let me just cut you there as well because this is where i first heard about you yeah so for me i didn't agree with that like i had heard of the name of the show before and i was like i'm not gonna watch that but then i saw a black girl and i'll be honest i was like i want to watch that right but i did not agree with the name and it's definitely something i wanted to talk about with you so i'm sorry to cut you off but yes please no no it's calm it's calm (laughs) but um yeah like I was just like, nah, I don't want to be associated with a name called Undateable because I'm not. And then, you know, I declined it. And then I started thinking, what, like, you know, besides, like, not besides the name, but like the positives that could come out of it. Mm. You know, I could be representing black pe- women. I could be representing little people, black little women as well you know I could boost my career you know it could go somewhere it could help with my confidence and maybe I might get a man but that was the last thing that was the last thing I was thinking about honestly let me not lie so <laughs> I think it was it two or three months later I contacted them and I said I reconsider and they they said oh you know that's amazing uh we'll get you we'll get you on and then when we started the filming process, I was really excited because I was showing my life, I was showing my dad, my mum and dad actually, and it, it was something that was new to me. TV was really new to me. You know, I realised that this is what I want to get into, this is something I want to do in my life. I went on the date, the guy was trash. Let's, I'm, not even him, I'm not even giving him any time. Because he was trash. I can't even remember who the guy was. Yeah, I, just I don't remember, remember you. I, just remember you. <laughs> I don't even remember his name. <laughs> yeah, so I was recognised afterwards. It was really cool. Gained a lot of yeah traction, and it was really fun. From there, that's when my Instagram started popping off. Brands started contacting me, and I started getting more confident as. I started doing more like speaking engagements yeah. and things like that. So I feel like from Undateables, that's where people started recognising me mm. and seeing me as a person because a lot of people recognise me from that show. I didn't realise how many people watched that show. It's insane. The only one I watched and that's the only After that, I didn't watch it again. A lot of people said that as well. <laughs> only one I watched. Yeah, a lot of people people said that so if we're talking about dating like did you have any issues dating because of your condition like did you limit yourself or was there this thing right because my cousin said this to me once um because she's disabled and she said oh you know people have said to me that I should date 
a disabled man. And I said, but why? Why, why is that, right? And that really bothered me because I don't think that's right. Oh, because, you know, they're going to understand me and cool, that might be a bonus, but it doesn't mean that's what you should limit yourself to. If that's what you want to do, fine. But in your case, like, how is dating for you? Girl. <laughs> <laughs> but I, before I met my boyfriend, my current boyfriend, I never had a boyfriend, a serious one. It was just yes. a bunch of entanglements. Yeah, okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of entanglements that I did, that I just happened to fall into, yeah. you know, because the guy couldn't commit or the guy wants to, he, he doesn't know yet if he wants me, mm. you know, all these excuses I've heard. I've heard every excuse in the book why you don't want to take me seriously. And before then, I was so naive. I was really naive. Like, I was waiting for him to ask me out you know yeah I'll try and press him to to make him realize oh I can be your girlfriend but what bothers me a lot of the time a lot of guys would swerve not being out with me mm. and they would want me to meet up at their house at yeah. all times mm. and I do understand the point where uh, like they're a disabled person because they'll understand you because they definitely would yeah they definitely would before that like a lot of people would ask me oh would you go out with a, another little person and my answer was like no because not in a mean way or whatever but it's because I don't want us both struggling Mm. I want somebody to help me because I want somebody taller than me to help me reach things and things like that. I, I need some help as well. You know, I can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? So my current boyfriend, I met him for four months. No, I'm lying. I met him a year ago, but we started yeah. dating four months ago. Mm-hmm. And when I first met, when I first met him, like he wasn't really my type. He's this, he's that, but we have so much in common. Like, mm. oh my gosh! Like he's got cerebral palsy mm-hmm. in his leg, um, so he understands one hundred percent what it's like to have a disability and what it's like to to be shunned or yeah. to, for people to look at you funny. So that aspect is is so cool because. Yeah. I don't have to explain myself. You just, you already know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it definitely makes sense. I just don't think it should be people's reasons and say that that's your limitation. Oh, you're disabled, mm-hmm. so you must date a disabled person. But yeah, no, I'm glad. I'm glad that you're in a relationship and you're happy because the other question was, even though we spoke about dating, was did you have this issue with friends as well? People who so-called, your so-called friends, or were friends all right? <laughs> friends <laughs> friends yeah um oh, no. oh my god there was one best friend that I had in primary school it it just we're, we're really good friends and then it just got to the point where she was just taking the mick mm. you know like as in the short jokes are, it's not funny to me like sometimes it can be if I make them yeah you know what I mean if I'm making them it's cool but it got to a point where it was like she didn't want to post me on it on my birthday like I always help her out and I think it's I, I don't think it was to do with my height mainly I think it was because of her attitude and she was just a fake friend she just turned into a fake friend but 
besides her, I have I can't say that I've had friends that targeted me or treated me differently because of my condition. You know, I try pick good friends. Yeah. If I if I smell a whiff of fakeness, go away. You're out. You're out. And that's yeah. how it should be. So a question that has come to mind is in in terms of your condition, just for people to be more educated, does it affect you if you want to have children? Is there things that you need to consider? So with having children as a little person, it's quite confusing, but I'm going to break it down. Yeah. If, <laughs> if I have a child with a person with it with my condition mm-hmm. there's there's 50 no it's this there's 50 percent chance they will have dwarfism mm-hmm. and then there's 25 percent chance there will there'll be a double dominant child mm-hmm. um i i don't really know too too much about what that means but all i know is that the child won't survive for too long mm. if they have if they have the double dominant gene you know, and there's 25% chance that they could be average. Mm-hmm. And if I have a child uh, with an average height person, then there's 50% chance that there'll be a little person and there'll be 50% chance there'll be uh, an average height person. And for me to have a child, I have to have a C-section. Mm-hmm. I can't push out a baby naturally because my pelvis is too small. Mm-hmm to push out a baby but yeah that's pretty much the lowdown <laughs> I can have babies <laughs> I can have babies but it's a bit technical <laughs> I'm glad you've been open about it because I think yes people should go and research people should go and understand things but until sometimes it's highlighted it doesn't cross people's minds yeah definitely in that way so I mentioned noticed you on Instagram on the shade room um, and stuff like that. How do you feel when stuff like that happens? Because obviously there's the, posit- the positive side that comes with it, like the engagement, the following grows. But also, how do you deal with the comments? You know, people have got no time. No, people have got too much time on their hands to be commenting negativity. So how do you deal with that? At first, the negativity was hard to deal with because it was like why is this random person attacking me? Yeah. I don't know them from Adam. <laughs> but afterwards, I started realising that what you say to me is a reflection of you. Like, what your negative comment, it's nothing to do with me. It's nothing to do with me. So I just delete the comment and block. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that, literally. And I go about my day. I go about making content the next day. Yeah. Because I don't know if the, they think saying a negative comment will stop me from producing content and making other people laugh yeah do you know what I mean so for me I don't even they don't even cross my mind these days before it was like I could have a hundred good comments and two negative comments or or one negative comment and I'm thinking about that comment Mm. that's just a waste of time there's a hundred other people that that like it so just yeah. and did it just end with comments or were there people dming you or like what, what's the scale we're talking here <sighs> dms are mainly positive probably 99 percent positive if people want to dm me negative stuff i just 
decline straight away. As soon as I see something, a, a whiff of yeah. negativity, don't even read. I don't even read. Good. There's some people that, there's one person that uh, sent me a paragraph of how much they don't like me. I was I was just like, I'm, I'm going to bed. See you later. It's so <laughs> though. If someone doesn't like you, just like, keep it moving. Like, just keep it moving. What's the need to... to, to <laughs> I know. I know. You use your time on someone that you apparently don't like. Okay, interesting. I know. I know I've asked you a load of questions, but is there anything you want to highlight or an area we haven't touched on to raise awareness about your condition or just about, as you say, little people? I think I just want to highlight that little people, it's not, it's not a mental... Dwarfism isn't a mental condition. Like, it's not a mental condition at all. It's a, a stature. So if anyone's listening and sees a little person like don't look at their don't look at their stature and think that they are less than you know a lot of the time that's what a lot of people do and their attitude towards me is quite rude and you know just dismissive as well so I think just treating a, a little person like an average person because I just want to end the stigma behind having a little person and being a little person. Because a lot of people will hear, or a lot of pregnant women will hear that they're having um, a little person child and want to abort them. Mm-hmm. And for me, if my mum had that same attitude, I wouldn't be here today talking exactly. to you. Exactly. You know, so... I feel like it's really important to let people know that it's 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 not a mental condition. Even if it even if it was, there's so many things out there to help people. You know, there's so many things out there to help people with disabilities. Just have a positive mindset towards it. You know, instead of a negative one. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And more so, not just to the people who are listening, but to other little people who are going through you know maybe going through what you were going through in school you know what would you say to them because you know you had a a long journey into changing and one thing that I think is really nice about your story is that you had your dad in the profession that he was in because in a lot of African and Caribbean cultures mental health you know it's not really seen as I know right (laughs) so having your dad that's that's a blessing but not everyone might not everyone has that for example so what would you say to those people who are going through it I would say therapy and counseling definitely does help for sure and if you have that one friend or sister or brother that you could confide in and cry to because it is overwhelming like walking on the street and having x y and z thrown at you comments thrown at you it it does take a toll on you a lot of little people uh condition themselves to be immune from negativity or just ignore it but it's hard to ignore when it's constantly happening you cannot change how you look you can't just wake up one day and be tall and nobody looks at you it's a constant thing that just it's always going to be there it's always going to be some negativity thrown at you so it literally is so important to have somebody to just cry to somebody that's strong enough to just because I just I I wouldn't be able to cry to my mom she would just start bawling I felt so bad at the time just I'm saying my pain to my mom and it's probably 10 times painful for her yeah 
Yeah, I can imagine. Oh, okay. No, I've, it, it's just it, it's just nuts to me that I know it's a world, the world that we live in, but I just think just keep going about your day. Like, why do you even have to stop? And like, it's energy that you're using, your own energy to, to, to spread hatred or put something down on people. I just don't get it. But no, I really appreciate you talking about this. What I wanted to end with is let people know like where they can either follow you or what you're working on. Like, I think it's good. I know you work on, like you said, you've done loads of different things, but what's next for you? What's next for me is to focus on my cosmetics brand. Definitely get more into acting because I did my first skit with Don't Jealous Me. I definitely want to get into clothing, design my own clothes, and especially for little people as well so that they can purchase it. That's definitely something I want to do for 2021. That would be really, really cool. And just continue, you know, on the path that I'm at. Like, I just want to continue growing and continue striving and succeeding, pretty much. And if you want to follow me, you can follow me on my Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, Fats Timbo, F-A-T-S-T-I-M-D-O. All the same name. You can find me easy. Guys, you need to follow her. Like, some of the content and the things that I see when I should be sleeping... (laughs) There's two that are up there for me is trying to get the man to come over, the looks. And the second one was the one where you're holding like a, a concert in the room. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, <laughs> you laugh so much. Oh, no. And there's one more actually, I'm going to say it now as well. When you're like, oh, at the beginning of the party, when you're acting really shy and then oh, like, yeah. later on, it's like it, it always happens. No, exactly. I really appreciate you. Like I said, I know you're a busy woman. I know you've got things to do. I know you've got content to create. So all I can say is thank you. And I hope we've raised awareness for some people to understand. We never know what anyone's going through, but this stuff happens and it affects people long term. And not everyone has the resources to get through it, you know, as as I don't want to say not easy, but just get have the help getting through it. So it's really important to understand the implications and just research if you want to know more. Definitely, definitely. Thank you for having me. Honestly, really appreciate you allowing me to spread awareness about my condition. I feel like the more people that understand it, the more that will make it easier for us to roam around. So it's definitely amazing and Honestly, like I want your podcast to blow. I'm gonna, thank you. I'm gonna promote this, like, because I want everyone to hear about my story and about life as a little person. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you've taken some key points from this episode. If you have any questions, please email fallintoconversation at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow the Instagram page, Fall Into Conversation, to look out for upcoming episodes and useful information. 